حديث أبي بكر أنه قال يا رسول الله أراك شدة قال شيبتني هود وأخواتها قال الدار قطني هذا حديث مضطرب فإنه لم يروى إلا من طريق أبي إسحاق وقد اختلف عليه فيه على نحو عشرة أوجه فمنهم من رواه عنه مرسلا ومنهم من رواه عنه موصولا ومنهم من جعله من مسند أبي بكر ومنهم من جعله من مسند سعد ومنهم من جعله من مسند عائشة وروايته ثقات لا يمكن ترجيح بعضهم على بعض والجمع متعرف In this example is what one of the scholars of hadith by the name of As-Suyuti He documented in his book the following that the hadith which is attributed to Abu Bakr that he, Abu Bakr said to the Prophet I noticed that you are having developing white hair he said that is due to Hood and its sisters Hood is a reference to the surah in the Quran by the name of Surah Hood so Abu Bakr said to the Prophet I noticed you are developing white hair he said this is due to Hood and Al-Dara-Qutni is a very high caliber scholar in the science of hadith. He said, this is a chaotic reporting because this report was reported only via a reporter by the name of Abi Ishaq. And those who reported this hadith via Abu Ishaq, they differed. Some of them reported this hadith to be Mursal. We studied what Mursal is. And some, they reported this hadith to be Mawsoon. And some, reported this hadith to be reported through Abu Bakr and some of them reported this hadith to be initially reported through Sa'ad and some of them made it through Aisha and all of those who reported this report via Abu Ishaq, all of those reporters are siqat. And it cannot give weight to stick to one of them over the other. And there is no room for reconciliation. Therefore, it was considered as chaos. So this chaos is taking place 
not in the text of the hadith, not in the lesson, but in the chain of reinforcement. Clear? So now, another example of Muqtarib, but that is in the lesson. What is the lesson? What does the lesson mean? The text. And that is what was reported by a Tirmidhi. عن شريك عن أبي حمزة عن الشعبي عن فاطمة عن فاطمة بنت قيس رضي الله عنها قال سئل رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم عن الزكاة فقال إن في المال لحقا سوى الزكاة ورواه ابن ماجة من هذا الوجه بلفظ ليس في المال حق سوى الزكاة قال العراقي هذا اضطراب لا يحتمل التأويل It was reported by activity According to Sharif According to Abu Hamza, according to Ash-Shu'bi, according to Fatimah bin Qayt, may Allah be pleased with her, that she said, the Prophet, may Allah speak be on him, was asked about a zakat, and he said, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, in your wealth, there is Jews more than the zakat. In your wealth, there is Jews more than the zakat. This same report was also reported by Ibn Najah according to the same chain of narration, but the text says, in your money, in your wealth, there is no doings except the zakat. So you see one of them says, in your money there is doings other than the zakat, and one of them says, in your money there is no doings other than the zakat. And that makes the two statements, they are opposing one another 100%, and there is no room for us to bring any conciliation nor we can give weight to one over the other because if we are able to give weight for one over the other that which is less in weight is considered to be shared but here we cannot therefore we declare that to have it's chaotic as in in respect to the text of the report. Having said that, I stop at this point, inshallah. If you have any questions, I will be trying to answer them now. So, um, the ones that are 
No, this is all of those are classifications of, of different reports that all of them come under the classification of the weak reports. No, it's weak. That which is shared is weak. That which is muqarib is weak. Munka. Abnormal. Can translate as abnormal. No, because the jet gives you it's a concept. But if, if if you read in the book sometimes they just give you the classification to be weak without telling you why it's weak. But sometimes the more in other books, instead of saying we, they say, and this is a muqarib reporting, and they leave it to your knowledge to know and to figure out, and they assume in you that when they say to you something muqarib, you understand what this word technically in the science of the hadith means. Stop now, insha'Allah. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala sayyidin mursaleen. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi. Wa man ittaba'ahum bi ihsanin ila yawmiddin. We continue the classes concerning the science of the Hadith after we stop during the month of Ramadan and we pick up and we continue the, the explanation today, Sunday, the night of Shawwal. Last time we were here we, would, we discussed the Hadith that is classified as a Muqarib. Uh, we discussed the hadith that was classified as a munkah. What is a hadith that was classified as a munkah? What is a hadith that is muqarib? Someone 
Can you articulate it more and more? That was mentioned more. We said there is more. And the Farid, it has when there is a, the narration and the reporters of the reporters, they are contradicting one another. This is the one condition. The second condition, there is not a way to give weight to one narration over the other. So there's not a, a room for us to reconciliate the differences amongst those narrations. When something like that happens, then those narrations, all of them, are given the classification to be Muqtarib. Then we're going to study today, insha'Allah, three more types of the hadith. That which is classified as al-Maqlub and al-Mudraj and al-Mu'al-Al. We say in line number 20 of the poem, al-Maqlub saying the hadith backwards, al-Mudraj inserting in it a few words, al-Mu'al-Al appeared to be true to those whose knowledge is new. But the scholars located a hidden defect which rendered the hadith weak and unfit. Al-Maqlub, linguistically something that is maqlub means backwards or upside down. But in the science of the hadith, al-maqlub refers to a situation happened either in the sanad or in al-matin. What does a sanad mean? chain of reporters. What does al-Matin mean? The text. So something happened to the chain of narration or the chain of reporters, we are using it interchangeably, or to al-Matin, where one statement comes 
ahead of a statement that has to come before that. Are you with me? When there is a statement, the first part of the statement has to come first, and the latter part of the statement has to come next. But when this iqlab takes place, the latter part of the statement comes first, and the first part of the statement comes last. So it is backwards, maqloob. That could happen in the middle, or it could happen in the chain of the quarters. An example of that is the hadith that was reported in Sahih Muslim, and we can find it in al mustafa of Sahih Muslim under number 537. This hadith, which is reported in the authority of Abi Hurairata radiyallahu anhu anil nabi sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam where it says seven groups of people will be in the shade of Allah where no shade will be available except the shade of Allah. And the hadith goes to list those seven types of people until it says at the end وَرَجِلٌ فَصَدَّقَ بِصَدَقَةٍ فَأَخْفَاهَا حَتَّى لَا تَعْلَمَ يَمِينُهُ مَا تُنْفِقُ شِمَالُهُ Who can understand this statement? وَرَجُلٌ فصدق بصدقة فأخفاها حتى لا تعلم يمينه ما تنفق شماله ممكن تشاهد what does the Sadaqa mean? The Sadaqa is to be given the Sadaqa, right? Yes. Fa'akhfaha. Akhfaha. Hide it. Hide it. Yeah, Akhfaha means he hid the charity. Until it says, until his right hand does not know what his left hand is hanging. This is backwards. The reporter must have in the transmission reported that statement backwards than the original speech. The original speech should be until his left hand does not know what his right hand is standing. So the standing takes place in the right hand. So this one, this one reporter must have switched it around. And we know that for sure because the same hadith is reported also in Bukhari 
There are several places in Sahih al-Bukhari where it says until a man gave out a charity and he concealed the charity so much so that his left hand did not know what his right hand was spending. So the hadith came in the correct sequence in the narration and the reporting of Al-Bukhari. So this is considered to be backwards. This maqloob, this hadith is classified as maqloob. And this situation is made as a club to make things backward. Took place in Al-Masid. Sometimes this iqlab might take place in the chain of marriage. Somebody, for example, his name is Ka'ad bin Murrah. Then, when a reporter is reporting the chain of narration, we will say Murrah bin Ka'ad. Now we move on to Al-Mudraj. Al-Mudraj inserting in it, meaning in the hadith, a few words. Idraj means interpolation. You know what interpolation means? Not adding something that is foreign to the original text. Interpolation. Interpolation may be in the reporting in the reporting the chain of the reporters or in the text of the hadith. Also, this interpolation might take place in the chain of reporters or in the metal in of itself. This interpolation, when it takes place in the metal, might take place in the beginning of the metal, might take place in the end of the metal, or might take place in the beginning of the metal, the middle of the metal, or the end of the metal. And this interpolation could be discovered by several ways. One of them, impossibility that the interpolated statement to be the statement of the Prophet Or, that reporting, that chain of reporting which came with the interpolation was also reported through another avenue, another chain of reporters where the interpolated statement was made clear to be the statement of the reporters. We'll give you an example. And this is this example also that represents interpolation in the beginning of the hadith. 
And this is Marawah al-Khatib in the Rewaid of Abi Qatan wa Shubaba an Shu'ba an Muhammad bin Ziyad an Abi Huraira. Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Atbigu al-Wudu waylun lil-a'qadih min al-Nar. فقوله أسبغ الوضوء مدرج من قول أبي هريرة كما بين في رواية البخاري أو كما بين في رواية البخاري عن آدم عن شعبة عن محمد بن زياد عن أبي هريرة قال أسبغ الوضوء فإن أبا القاسم صلى الله عليه وسلم قال ويل من أعقابه من النار. It was reported that a reporter by the name Abi Qatan and a reporter by the name of Shubaba reported the hadith according to Shubaba, according to Muhammad bin Ziyad, according to Abi Hurairah. That Abi Hurairah said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said أَسْجِبُ الْغُدُوبِ meaning make wudu with ample washing woe to the heel from the fire this statement make wudu with ample washing is interpolation because this same hadith was reported according to Adam, according to Shu'ba, according to Muhammad bin Ziyad, according to Abu Hurairah, that Abu Hurairah said, make wudu with ample washing, because Abu Qasim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Woe to the heel from the fire. So we see how it came in one narration. All one statement connected all together. And another narration that came clear to divide the statement of Abu Hurairah from the statement of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. An example where the interpolation might be in the middle of the text is the hadith where it says كان النبي يتحنث في غار خراء وهو التعبد الليالي ذوات العدد the prophet used to ponder and sit and sit alone in the cave of Hira. In this, in the Arabic text, it says Yatahannas. Yatahannas. One of the reporters explains Yatahannas to mean worship. So the hadith goes to say the Prophet used to make and that means to worship several months. So this statement to be explained to be the meaning of worship 
is not the statement of the hadith, but this is the interpretation of the reporter of the hadith. Another example of interpolation that comes at the end of the hadith is that where it says according to Abu Hurairah so the Prophet According to Abu Huraira Marfu'an, which means this is the statement of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam The slave received his reward double By the one who, by the one that my soul in his hand If it wasn't for jihad and Hajj and to be dutiful to my mother I would have loved to die as a slave this is very clear that there is interpolation in this statement the statement where it says the slave will receive his reward double. This is the statement of the Prophet. So, where it says, by the one that my soul in his hand, if it wasn't for jihad and hajj and being beautiful to my mother, I would love to die as a slave. This is clearly the statement of Abu Hurairah, even though it came connected with the statement of the Prophet because it's impossible for the Prophet to wish that he would be a slave secondly his mother had died while he was still a child so this is that serves as an example where interpolation comes as the end here a question might come to our minds Why would anyone put a statement to be next to the statement of the Prophet and that might confuse the reader We say that was not done purposely It was known to be the statement of the companion Also sometimes the reporters might as we testified in just the previous example Sometimes they fail to report the hadith as it was said by the companion, so they will report it as, a, as one statement, whereas other reporters give us a more precise picture. So the ways that we figure out the hadith or a statement in the hadith is interpolated when it comes from another chain of narration stating that this is the statement of another other person than the Prophet 
or impossibility that the Prophet might have said the statement. Or sometimes the scholars of hadith upon examining a certain statement and careful examination might decide that this is a statement that is interpolated. Now we move on insha'Allah to the hadith which is al-mu'al'al. Al-mu'al'al appeared to be true. What does it mean appear to be true? It means all the conditions that have to be met for a hadith to be correct uh, have been met in appearance. What are those conditions that have to be met for a hadith to be sahih? Who reports this hadith? Oh, I have to be a person. He is Sikha. And it has to be, just be Dabit. Hmm? Yes, Sikha means Dabit. So what else? Dabit and Adil. The person who is Dabit and Adil, he is a Sikha. So, connected chain of narration. Transmitted by Al-Adil and Al-Dabit respectively, also Illa and Shurud, free. Meaning free from Illa and free from Shurud. When those conditions are met, a hadith is classified as an authentic. In the Mu'al'al hadith, all of those conditions seem to be but only they seem like this for a person who has shallow experience in this hadith, in this science. But the scholars might locate a hidden defect, a defect that will make one of those five conditions is not met. Upon examination, you find one of those five conditions was not met, even though it appears that this condition has been met. You understand? This hadith, which is al-mu'al'al, is one of the most difficult to classify a hadith as a mu'al'al. It requires the in-depth experience and knowledge. When a hadith is mu'al'al, sometimes it might be in a chain of narration, thus that will affect the authenticity of the hadith. But sometimes, maybe a problem might be in the chain of narration, but it does not affect the authenticity of the hadith because the hadith has been reported through another valid chain of narration. An example of that is the hadith of Ya'la bin Ubayy. 
عن الثوري عن عمر بن دينار عن ابن عمر مرفوعا البياعان بالخيار فقد وهمه يعلى على سفيان الثوري في قوله عمرو بن دينار انما هو عبد الله بن دينار فهذا المثل صحيح وان كان في الاسناد عله الغلط لان كل من عمرو وعبد الله بن دينار ثقه فابدال ثقه بثقه لا يضر صحة المثل وإن كان سياق الإسناد خطأ. In this example, it says this hadith that was reported by Ya'la bin Ubaid according to Al-Thawri, according to Amr bin Dinar, according to Ibn Umar, marfu'an, that the Prophet said, The buyer and the seller, they are with their choice. When we look at this chain of narration, you see all of the conditions have been met. It is shururi free, illa free, it's a connected chain of narration. Each one of them is Adil and Bob. So upon the first look of this chain of narration, a person might pass the judgment to be this is a valid chain of narration. <coughs> However, the first reporter by Ya'la bin Ubayd, he fell into a mistake by saying Amr al by mentioning the name Amr bin Dinar in the chain of narration and the correct name is Abdullah bin Dinar so he replaced one name by another name so this is the illa this is the hidden defect but this hidden defect in this case does not affect the authenticity of the hadith because both of them Amr bin Dinar And Abdullah bin Dinar, both of them are thiqa reporters. And this hadith came also from a valid chain of narration that does not have the illa to it with the method that we have stated. So now we have studied how many types of hadith But if you go to the beginning, it's simple. We are studying the hadith, we said there is a hadith that is sahih, and a hadith that is hasan, and the hadith that is da'if. Then the hadith that is da'if must be da'if for several reasons. Several factors and elements might make a hadith that to be classified as da'if. All of those elements relate to the five conditions. So all, any one of those elements might relate to make the case that those one of those five conditions is not met. A forgetful person might be in the chain. 
That means there is no bother. A trustless person might be in the chain. That means he is not adil. A mubham person might be in the chain. What is a mubham person? It's ambiguous. That is the terms of the first explanation. Unknown. <laughs> Unidentified. Unidentified. When he is unidentified, we cannot make, we cannot evaluate him to be trustless or trustful or otherwise. Al-Mu'adhan, that is connected to, related to, for the hadith to have a connected chain of narration. Al-Muqati' is the same, Al-Mursal is the same. When we talk about Al-Hadith that comes with Tadlis and this also related to the connection of the chain of narration. Al-Shad, Al-Murka, Al-Muqtarib, Al-Maqlil, Al-Mudraj, and then Al-Mu'al'al. How many factors might make a Hadith weak? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Thirty, we have put in this form. So when somebody tells you this hadith is mu'al'al, what do you understand? But the bottom line, the judgment on this hadith, what will it be? Sometimes you say that the hadith is accepted by the mu'al'al. No, I'm talking about that. Not the general ruling about this specific hadith that comes as a mu'al'al. Ba'if with this chain of narration. It could be bad with another chain of narration. Also hadith that is maqlub. You say this hadith with that chain of narration is ba'if. But that does not discount the possibility it may came with another chain of narration that is valid. Having said that, we stop, inshallah, at this point, and next time we meet, we discuss al-hadith that is al-mandur. But before I end, this knowledge that we are studying is important. Is important. However, when we deal with this knowledge or with any other knowledge that we are studying, we have to make sure that we are utilizing this knowledge to enhance our being, to be better people, to have better perception of that which is right and that which is wrong. To be a human being that more in contact with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because pure knowledge or mere knowledge in of itself does not make an individual an honorable individual. What makes a person an honorable individual is when a person utilizing this knowledge to grow spiritually. 
to be a better person. Remember when we talked this morning, our heart is like an airplane. The airplane could be in the sky or it could be landing. For our heart to hover and to go close to the arsh of Allah Azza wa Jal, it needs to have the proper fuel. This is the knowledge that we obtain and we pour in our heart, not for the purpose of showing our knowledge or just having a knowledge for the sake of knowledge, but for our hearts to hover and to go high, for us to have a close contact. This is why it was reported according to the righteous predecessors that it was said that some people whose body in this life, in this world, but their souls are in the sky. But their souls in the sky. So it's very important for the students of knowledge to keep that alive in his consciousness. That it's not only the knowledge the academic dry knowledge that we are after. But what we are after is the spiritual development that will make a person a better person, a person insha'Allah that will go to paradise. وَهَذَا وَصَلَّى اللَّهُ وَسَلَّمَ وَبَارَكْ عَلَى مُحَمَّدِ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ وَسَلَّمَ If you have any questions insha'Allah you may ask me. We ask the shower the question that I'm waiting for. From what? For the professor, maybe I can learn something from the professor. I can buy a piece. I can see a term of it in his book, the Kitab al Ilam. It's mentioned. Is this what you ask? Would you write? No. Let's say they explain it to someone. And then I put it. Was it word to word, like when they told the person who recorded it? Does it have to be word to word? Exactly word to word. Word for word. I don't know if I understand the question. When I was passing the hadith on, was the hadith said, did I say to you, the hadith exactly the way it was said to you? Or did I pass the hadith on? along with explanation. It will be the ice to be attributed to the Prophet. It would have to be exactly what the Prophet said, word for word. So it would be not the ice to be accepted. 
It was sometimes the hadith is narrated, not verbatim, but according to the meaning of the hadith. For example, in Sahih al-Bukhari, when a woman came to the Prophet وسلم, and she offered herself for the Prophet to marry her. To make the, then after that, a companion wanted to marry her. And he did not have a, to pay for her dowry. And then her dowry was to teach her Quran. So the hadith says in one narration, And another narration says, This variation in the report is, even though it's one incident, tells us that it was reported sometimes one of them is what the Prophet said, and the other one, the meaning of what the Prophet said. Therefore, we find in many hadith, also it comes the hadith says, we were commanded to do this. We were forbidden from doing that. He is giving you the ruling, but he did not give you the statement of the Prophet in which they were forbidden or in which they were commanded. Also, why would you move to he was talking about the interpolation. 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 could take place in the beginning or the end of the method. He said it could be discovered, but you, uh, I didn't catch all of the ways that you could discover the This could be discovered by being impossible to be attributed to the Prophet. Or the Hadith came with, from a different narration. And this different narration shows that one statement is the statement of the companion and the other statement is the statement of the Prophet from the Prophet. Okay. Yeah. 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 It is authentic to the level of Tawaki that a man will come from the offspring of the Prophet and his name will be similar to his name will be Muhammad and his father's name will be Abdullah. And this person will be in a position of authority and power and he will rule with justice and during his time Isa ibn Maryam sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will be sent that is 
very authentic information. And, um, you know, like, um, you have a basic what does that have to do with the Shia? I don't understand your connection. No, um, how do you begin with the I do not. I think there's a missing link between your first question and your second question. But I, I think in the Shia believe in the Mahdi, and the Sunni believe in the Mahdi. But the Shia believe in the Mahdi that they think uh, there was the sequence of Imams that they believe in, and the last one of which entered into a cave and that cave was locked after him and he remained in that cave until the time where he would be given the permission to come out and when he's going to come out. This is the Shia belief of the Mahdi, which is based on hallucination. Whereas the Sunnah's belief in the Mahdi is based on the narration and the report that reaches the level of the highest level of authenticity. No, I'm saying, I'm not sure I'm actually talking about the basic, you know, you can talk about the correct Only in effect, 
where the idraj takes place at the end of the hadith. You are in the correct area, but you want to hear the whole thing correctly, so we know what we're talking about. Do you recall it? Do you recall it? Okay. Uh, the hadith says that uh, the slave, we have it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we take the word of the slave is double. By the one who, my, by one who, my soul is in his hand. If it wasn't for Jihad and my mother, and I would love to die. Al Hajj. Huh? Al Hajj. Al Hajj. My mother, and I wouldn't, and then I would have loved to have died as a slave. So, this is the hadith. Okay, where is the interpolation? The fact that he said that by the one who came, my soul is in order for my mother, I would like to die as a slave. Who said that? The narrator of the hadith. Who? Abu Hurairah. So, does that, does that make the hadith weak? No. Only the Idraj is, is showing us that this statement is not attributed to the Prophet Why, how did you know that this is an Idraj? Um, you knew that, 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 that particular Yeah, and this one. That because it came from another three. That wrong. How did you know in this one that it's not oh, because the Prophet's mother was not a slave. No, that's wrong. Huh? She was made this one the secondly, the Prophet and will not be the messenger of Allah, and it's not suitable for him to die, to be to wish for himself to be a slave. Thirdly, the rewards of the Prophet will be greater than anyone because every time you do an act of good deeds, the Prophet will get rewards. Because he was the one who guided you to that, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Give me an example of the Draj in the beginning of the Hadith. <laughs> 